This is episode 391 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Blisters on a Bug Out, Prevention and Treatment. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by my ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. If you'd like some more information about the ebook and also gaining access to the Prepper Website forums, come on over to the Prepper Website Podcast or click the link in the show notes. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You.com. And the article is entitled Blisters on a Bug Out Prevention and Treatment. You know, we do a lot of planning and then practice and planning and practice. I mean, anybody who is trying to learn how to do something really should be uh, doing that, right? Planning and then practicing. And you can plan, plan and practice, practice all you want. There's always going to be things that come up. There's always going to be those things. You got to be able to be flexible and you have to be able to adapt. And one of the ways that you can adapt or one of the reasons maybe adapting is a little easier for some than others is because you have this knowledge bank and uh, you know that you can kind of draw from now so that's coming from maybe books articles youtube videos podcasts that you're reading because a lot of the times we're not thinking about all the little details i mean we might be able to think big picture but you know being able to get very granular into all the details and something as simple as a blister when you are talking about bugging out or if you're not even just bugging out, but if you are in a poop hit the fan situation where it is, you know, very important for you to be able to to be healthy, to have your, you know, your feet available to where you can walk and get to where you need to be and not be in pain or run the risk of infection. And so th- this article, I think, is very important because it does highlight the importance of being able to deal with this, being able to you know, prevent, first of all, prevent blisters, but then also if you need to treat them and know how to do it in the right way. So it's not a very long article, but it's something that we need to really think about. A lot of the times when a bug out or bug out bags comes up, you know, people are looking at the bags, they're looking at the gear, they're looking at, you know, what goes where and, you know, all the best stuff to have. You're not really thinking along the lines as, okay, if I'm having to bug out and this, you know, this place that I'm bugging out to is, you know, six hours away. And if I'm on foot or, you know, whatever it is. And, and, and on hour number two, because I'm not very used to walking or maybe the shoes I'm wearing aren't the most, uh, you know, the, the ones that I really wanted to have for this bug out. Uh, maybe I'm just kind of, you know, caught unprepared in, in that realm then you your six hour you know bug out turns into a lot longer because you're having to deal with this uh, this blister and then you wind up getting to the place that you're bugging out to and you're dealing with you know your feet that are all torn up and you have all of this so I think this is a very important uh, article and information to have in the back of our heads I like to talk a little bit about a blister kit here and uh, which is you know a very small addition to your first aid kit. 
and uh, probably even small enough to keep in a little first aid, uh, you know, tin, or I'm sorry, an Altoids tin if you wanted to do something like that. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into this and uh, get a little bit of information on dealing with blisters and preventing them. And not only, you know, from the bug out perspective, but also from the fact that just that, you know, we, we can we can deal with these on a regular basis. So I think it's one of those topics that help us all the way around. So let's go ahead and start. My friend Doc does 26 mile hikes for fun. She has good, well-fitting boots and socks with plenty of break-in miles in the boots, and she still gets blisters sometimes on long hikes. How do you think most of us will fare if we need to bug out on foot? Here are some tips on blister prevention and treatment. So what causes blisters? Friction causes blisters. When the top layer of skin is pulled across lower layers and the bond between the two separates, a fluid collects in the space. That's a blister. Add more friction and the lower skin layer may bleed into the blister. So how can we avoid blisters? First and foremost, have shoes and socks that are appropriate for long walking in the terrain you expect. I have a couple of pairs of hiking specific socks with extra padding and low friction on the main trouble spots and they've been worth their weight in gold for blister reduction. Wool hunting socks are good too, but make sure they are the right size. Wrinkles are bad. This post has a bit more about shoe size. And you know, after, you know, when I was getting prepared for this article, I went to go look up some of those uh, blister preventing socks. They're not too, too expensive. Uh, you can get them for, you know, anywhere from $9 up, you know, from there. And uh, they, they have the ones that are just like ankle, uh, ankle length all the way up to crew, crew uh, type, you know, socks. All right. So continuing on. While walking, if you think you might be getting a blister, you are. Take care of it right away or deal with the results for many days. Now is the best time to use any moleskin from your blister kit. I've had success simply putting a slick surface band-aid over the trouble spot. If the friction is from one toe rubbing on another, separate them like you'd separate squabbling kids. Lamb's wool is nice, but a bit of toilet paper has also done the trick for me. Changing socks partway through a walk is favored by some hikers too. So I want to let you know that uh, they did do, Saltine Spice did do, um, the authors of uh, Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You did do an episode just on this. So you can listen to uh, you know their information on uh, preventing and tre- treating blisters um, it, with the link that I'm going to have in the show notes. All right, so the blister kit. I'm not a physician and don't give medical advice. My hiking partner, Doc, is a physician and someone who does marathon-length hikes for fun. While she didn't give me specific recommendations, I noticed she had these things in her blister kit, all available from most pharmacies. Lamb's wool, to put between a toe with a blister and its neighbor so they don't rub one another. A little band-aid that holds a blistered toe to its neighbor Again, to reduce mutual rubbing. Lidocaine to reduce pain. Various sizes of moleskin to put around the blister so they don't continue to rub. Antibiotic ointment for broken blisters. She doesn't break her own unless they're too full to walk on. And bandaging is part of the general first aid kit. Slick surfaces are best over blisters. Most of these items are very small and light, so the kit ends up being tiny. Well worth its space. 
So how do we treat blisters? Opinions differ on draining blisters. Doc didn't find it a terrible idea, but suggested if I were going to pop mine to prick it with something clean, not slice it open. She doesn't drain her own unless they're too full to walk on. 26 miles in deep sand makes some epic blisters, no matter the shoes. If the skin is ruptured, there's an infection risk, so cleanliness and antibiotic ointment are in order. Now might be a good time to have waterproof boots. Bandaging should have a slick top to reduce additional damage, and moleskin can be built up around the edges to keep pressure off of the wound. So there's a couple of graphics here that are beneficial. So nail blackening. When the toes push up against the front of the toe box, the nail being pushed backwards can cause bleeding under the nail. It starts out deep red but turns black over days. If enough of the nail bed is affected, the toenail will eventually fall off. This happens more when shoes don't have enough room in the toes, but can happen with good shoes if you have to walk downhill a lot. Blisters are a problem, but nail loss is not a troublesome issue. If you keep the nail trimmed so it doesn't catch on things, it doesn't tend to cause pain or more damaging while growing out. A new nail will replace it eventually. You wouldn't want foreign matter getting under the nail while it's in the turned black but not yet fallen off stage. I put a small bandage over one of mine for a few days during that stage, which worked well. All right, guys, like I said, very short article here for us uh, on this episode, and uh, but very important information. You know, when I created my little Altoids boo-boo kit, which I use all the time. I mean, this that, that's probably one of the things that I use more than any kit that I've ever used is that little boo-boo kit. And uh, I have I've even used it uh, this this summer. I was teaching a class uh, for young kids and we were doing uh, stop motion videos. It was a summer tech class. And uh, a kid needed a Band-Aid, and I was able to, you know, get, I had my backpack, and so I had my little boo-boo kit and was able to open that up. And so I had a high school student uh, hanging out with me, and he kind of kind of saw what all I had in there. He's like, hey, that's a neat little kit to have, you know. And so, uh, but anyway, when I was putting that together and I first wrote that article on that, someone recommended moleskin. And, you know, up until that point, I hadn't really heard the term moleskin in, in such a long time since I was in Boy Scouts. And so, but after he said that, I'm like, you know what? That's good. That's a good idea. I can't believe I didn't think about that. And so I keep that little boo-boo kit with me all the time, you know, and I, I wear dress shoes for work and, and different things like that. So if I ever needed to, for whatever reason, I mean, I try to buy good shoes and shoes that fit me or whatever, but if I ever, ever was in a situation that I needed to for work or whatever, I have that moleskin available. How much more do you want to make sure you have that if you're in a bug out situation? I mean, here Salt uh, Spice was talking about that uh, her friend Doc uh, is someone who hikes all the time, you know, 26 miles. And even with that, she still gets blisters, right? And so, uh, you know, you need to have that ability to have or to treat these blisters if you get it, if you're going to be on a, you know, on a, a bug out or on a hike or out, you know, in the woods somewhere where you are out moving around and you don't want that to, uh, you know, you might be able to live with the pain of the blister, 
but you don't want to get to the point where it's being infected. And so you want to be able to take care of all of that. And so these are things that you definitely need to have in your kit. You need to go ahead and, and make sure you take care of your feet. That needs to be one of the important things. So if you have a kit and you don't have extra socks, you know, um, you know, invest in those socks. You might want to invest in some really good shoes, but you want to start wearing them now. You want to break them in because you don't want to try to break in boots when you are bugging out or you are getting home. You know, you have them in your vehicle and you are trying to get home and, uh, you know, stuff like that. You want to make sure that you can break them in now so they are ready to go whenever you uh, you have to, you know, put them on and wear them for whatever the situation is. And you know, they feel like they're good old comfortable shoes and uh, they don't wind up rubbing your feet or causing any blisters and causing any damage. You have to take care of your feet. Your feet are a very important part of your body. And without your feet, you're not walking and you're not, you know, you're not taking care of what you need to take care of. And you really um, you just need to sit and uh, hang out until your feet you know, heal themselves. And so you want to make sure that you can. Uh, or you want to make sure you're never in that position where you're having to lay low for your feet to heal, right? So uh, a little bit of prevention now is a lot of help a little bit later on. So, you know, look at your kits and see if you can add some of these things. I definitely would recommend it. So guys, that's over at Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So you can click on over here and maybe you might want to look at the list of items that uh, Spice's friend Doc had in her blister kit. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 391. Hey, if you are not subscribed to the Prepper Website Podcast, we'd love for you to come on over to the website and make sure that you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. We have a ton of ways for you to subscribe, and we make it very, very easy for you. We also have a ton of ways to connect with me. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you know, We have those listed in the show notes and on the website as well. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.